Hello and welcome. Indeed. Welcome to Bartleby's Circus. I'm Bartleby Nehi. And I'm here with my brother Artemis. I don't actually have a choice. Join us as we navigate metaphors in an existential junglescape of our own creation. Is that what this is? Metaphorically speaking? Yes. More of a bog than a jungle. We're the Kinetic Paranormal Society. A pair of socks and a magic wardrobe traveling through time and space investigating the supernatural. Some sort of mire, that's for sure. You're listening to Metacosmos. So, Artemis, guess what? Oh, what? I have a topic today. It's a topical topic. I know how much you love those. Oh, Bartleby, please. Just go on. Don't bother with this whole, like, banter bit in the beginning. Artemis, everyone loves the banter bit in the beginning. Everyone loves the banter bit? It's just you and me here. I don't love it. You apparently love it. And so I would say that averages out to kind of a meh at most. There's a lot more than us just listening here. There's a whole legion of, like, over a dozen people who are listening to this episode as it comes out, like, the week that it comes out, at different disparate times. Honestly, if, you know, if telling yourself that makes you feel better, Bartleby, yes, yes, there are more people listening to this than just you and me. And they're all judging it as very bad, and they're probably passing on listening to the next episode. Artemis, you know, it's okay. I know you're not feeling really positive about this, but you're going to love the topic I brought today. It's topical. It's a topical topic. What's your topical topic, Bartleby? Egos. Insecure egos. That's topical. Isn't that more of an evergreen? One of those topics that is eternally relevant? Yeah, so it's super topical. Extra topical. Oh, I think we should probably start keeping a dictionary here for the show to understand what the words mean, Bartleby. Yeah, so the thing is that people out there, everyone's got an ego. Of course they do. How else would they know the difference between themselves and the rest of the world around them if they didn't have an ego? Yeah, yeah, so everyone's got an ego because you need to know the difference between you and what's not you. Yes, of course. So what makes this so particularly special? Well, sometimes when somebody's ego is feeling like maybe not its best, It's going to overdo it. And it's what I like to call itty-bitty ego energy. Itty-bitty ego energy. Yeah. Like, you know, when someone's coming in and, like, trying to act bigger than they really are. But isn't that a big ego when someone thinks that they're a big deal and they kind of push it on people? That's like a big ego? No, no, no. That's that's a little itty-bitty ego. It's, 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 a, it's definitely a lacking ego. But I thought big egos is the word for when someone's behaving that way. Well, maybe that's a misnomer because the ego did such a good job of convincing you that it was actually big. But no, it, it wasn't. It was itty bitty ego energy. Huh. Well, if you ask me, I think true confidence is feeling secure in oneself, without the affirmation. So, I don't need to do a podcast and we're done here. That's great, Artemis. I hope that one day you can also say the same thing in the other direction. 
What do you mean? Well, true confidence is secure in itself, and it doesn't matter if you do a podcast. Let the people judge you. It's not like their judgments are going to, like, make you into something you aren't. You can, you're making you into you, and a secure ego knows that. Oh, you turned the tables on me, didn't you? Yeah, but, you know, it's natural. There's lots of places where people try to, like, overcompensate for how they feel of not being enough in the world, and and they've got to put up this whole, like, show that they feel that if they let down their guard of the act of who they want to pretend they are to anybody, that no one will love them when they find out that the person on the inside isn't the elaborate, painted person that the ego portrayed itself as. And that's a really scary feeling if someone were to know your true self. Um, you'd hope that they'd still like you. So, the sometimes some people just go to every extent they can to never even find their true selves because they just want to, like, you know, like, feel good about people liking them. And, and so they're afraid to find out maybe that there's somebody that they're afraid they wouldn't like. Okay, then. This is taking quite the turn. Yeah, but it's totally, totally fine for anybody out there who's trying to, like, be okay with themselves. That's why I'm always talking about forgiving yourself and compassion. Because that's some, that's some not itty-bitty ego energy. That's some, like, you know, I'm not that different than you, and you're not that different than me. Isn't that where we just dissolve the ego altogether? Again, the ego, as we established earlier, is just there to differentiate oneself. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, that's a good idea. For instance, if you wanted to, like, I don't know, what's the reason why someone would need to differentiate themselves from one another? Um, honestly, I can't think of one. Yeah. Anyway, so, if you have any reasons why you like to differentiate yourself from other people, write into the show. I'd love to hear what motivations would make you want to do that. But, if you know that you're not different than everybody, then you can, like, be super compassionate and forgiving. Not too forgiving, I hope. What do you mean? Well, we should have boundaries for how we're treated. Yeah, okay. So... But, like, forgiving enough not to, like, dwell on, like, oh, man, that person didn't love my ego enough. Yes, that, that's kind of where I'm going with that. Yeah, like, it's amazing what happens when people start really trying to push harder to get people to like them more when they are questioning whether they're worthy of that love themselves. People do some crazy things. Like, there's this one guy, his name was, um, I think, Yahweh, and he was like, you're going to love no other god before me because I'm the only god. I'm the only one. And don't pay attention to any other ones because they're not as good as me and I swear they don't even exist. This is uh, very specific of an example, Bartleby. Yeah. So that's like a really not very uh, big ego energy. That's itty bitty ego energy. To be like, I'm the only one. What's brought this up, Bartleby? And it's like, it's like, you know, honestly, when you, if you're really the only one, like all of everything is like you. If you're like the only God and there's no other gods, because that means you're overlapping over every single thing. 
So there's nothing that isn't you. So that's like truly like only one person. No, it's not really a person at that point. Could like be everything. And so once like it's all everything, anybody who might like so be like, hey, you know, I'm totally into worshiping only one God and the only God ever and the only true God. That's what I'm into. And maybe there's another group of people who are like, yeah, I'm only interested in worshiping one God too. But let's say these people speak two different languages. So then they're like calling the one everything by like two different words. But they're talking about the one thing that covers everything all over everywhere. So they're talking about the same thing, Artemis. Are you alluding to something? No, no. I'm just like saying like if you say, hey, I'm worshiping the only God and it's the best one. And that group over there who's worshiping what they say is the only God and they say is the best one. Well, they're wrong because they're worshiping a different God. Like, come on. That's really, that's really insecure. Because if you were like truly having faith that your God, your one and only God, if it's only the one, if it's the only one, like, how can you not have faith? How do you doubt anything that's going on? Be like, oh no, am I worshiping the only one God? But all this stuff over here, that's not my God. But that really makes your God, or what you say is your God, really, really seem to be like not as cool as you're claiming it is. Because like, if you're like monotheistic God is insecure, is it because they like think they're actually a lesser God? Or, or, just hear about this. Maybe it's just your own ego. And, yeah, yeah, your own ego is just in your head going, I'm God and insecure and, um, you're worshiping the best one and that guy over there is a jerk and push him. So, that's not a really cool thing for a God in your head to be saying to you. And if you've got a one and only God who sounds that insecure, you should do some reassessing. Because you're okay. You're part of everything. That, uh, that ego that separates you, that's not, like, really real. It's just an itty-bitty thing. And you don't want to come at the world with that kind of energy. You know? Bartleby, again, I, I feel this is a very specific thing you're saying. No, no, it's, it's not very specific. It's just generally talking about, you know... Day-to-day life. It's, it's a very topical topic, though. Uh-huh. So, let me ask you a question. If a group of people, if they're listening to some insecure god, are they collectively experiencing some sort of collective ego? Yeah, I, I think so. I think that'd be a, a perfect term for it. A collective ego experience? But... When they're having a collective ego experience that's coming from some itty-bitty ego energy, that's like, that's like a massive itty-bitty ego. Uh-huh. And, like, I think it's like when you see, like, a religion or sports or politics or nationalism or, or, or just fandom in general. Like, these are all just kinds of fandoms, right? Oh, now that you mention it, yes. Yeah, people, like, are like, Oh, religion's so bad. Oh, 
nationalism is so bad and politics and blah, blah, blah. But you know what? These are all just different ways of being like a fan. And as a fan, you're just trying to feel like you're a part of something and that your yourself is a thing that people want and love. But you're like, I don't want to discover who I am because I'm afraid if I discover who I am and it's not lovable, here's what I'll do. I'll just get really obsessed with something that a big group of people are obsessed with. And then I'll be with them and I'll appear to have, like, you know, my sense of love and and belonging. And, you know, that's, yeah, egos. Egos are going to need that. Otherwise, they're going to feel like no one loves them. And a shortcut to that would be, you know, religion, sports, politics, nationalism, and so forth. General fandom. Hmm. It's a rather juvenile mindset, don't you think? Yeah, I actually totally. It's like a bunch of people who are kind of just in this state of like, you know, like a kid who's like growing up and they've got some parents with some really crazy flaws, but they don't want to admit it because that would be like admitting that the thing that they were modeling themselves to become is inherently flawed. So they're like not really willing to see the reality of who it is that they're tracking to become. And they've learned all their ego patterns in that way. And so when we have like a sense of some sort of great superiority of God that's insecure, it's really just coming from inside of the part of us that hasn't developed to understanding that it doesn't matter if we come from flawed parents because what matters is that we realize that they had flawed parents too and we show them the compassion that will allow us as souls to, you know, be like part of everything and expand your perception and, you know, therefore expand your whole karmic experience. It's like, it's so easy. Easy, you say. Okay, maybe not easy. It's a really, it's probably the hardest thing there is to do, but it's like, as long as you don't do it, it still needs to get done. It's like a pile of garbage in your soul that's just, you might as well take it out every day or at least every week and don't let it build up. Where did that come from? What what are you trying to say? Nothing, nothing. That's like, I'm just saying, the children of bullies grow up to be bullies. So you got to take out your psychological baggage and make sure you're sorting through the recycling of your soul. Okay, then. Ah, we've learned so much. What a wonderful episode of Metacosmos. Thank you all for listening. I'm Artemis Nehi, and... Wait, 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 we're ending just right here? Yes, you, you made such a great, remarkable, and profound conclusion just then that I think this is a good place to leave off. Yeah, oh, well, okay, yeah. This is a great place to leave off. So yeah, I'm Bartleby Nehi. And you're listening to Metacosmos. And this once again will be the very last episode of Metacosmos, so we appreciate you coming through. And No, it's Don't Listen to Him. It's not the last episode. We're going to come back with episodes forever, at least until the Ice Age. Like, seriously, let's just keep going. So, you know, Metacosmos is awesome because it's supported by listeners like you. And you're listening right now, and I find that really supportive. And just, it makes my little itty-bitty ego feel so cozy and held. 
nourish to know that we're all a community together. And yeah, it's awesome. So just don't listen to anything we said in this episode. Be a fan of the show. It's really cool. And tell your friends about it. And like spread the word and give it five stars if you have the option for five stars. If it's just a thumbs up option, I'll take that too. But like to go wherever you can. Be a fan of Metacosmos and the Connect Paranormal Society. And you can totally also extra doubly support it by going to patreon.com slash bluefoot because Isaac Bluefoot's our producer and he does so much stuff for us and so that's why we point everyone at his Patreon account because as long as he keeps eating food and doing stuff that costs money, um, you can help him make his way through the world. So, yeah! Also check out KineticParanormalSociety.com and listen to like all of our podcasts. We've got a whole family of podcasts now. It's amazing. Thanks to the work of Isaac Bluefoot, once again, who also has his own other podcast. The unauthorized biography of Clark Kent. It's Superman, Son of L. Go to SonofLPodcast.com or just look for Superman, Son of L, wherever you listen to podcasts. That's, that's E-L, like E-L-L. That's the way you spell L. Yeah, so, you know, additional support for Metacosmos comes from Humboldt Hot Air. HumboldtHotAir.org is a great place to do, like, fun streaming stuff for, like, maybe there's music playing, maybe a talk show. Who knows? Just, like, tune in and find out. And it's a great way to, like, connect to the coolest little corner of the world. Humboldt County, you guys are awesome. So, yeah, I'm Bartleby Nehi, and you guys are, like, I don't know how to tell you this, but... I love you. Just listen to yourself, Bartleby. Talk about itty-bitty ego energy. I think that my itty-bitty ego is probably proportional to my size. I am a sock, so it breaks even. It's just about normal ego energy.